0: You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. Hey, Leadliners. This is India Wilkinson. As a fellow equestrian entrepreneur, I love listening to the Leadline podcast and learning new ways to help me grow my business, Main Street Market. Main Street Market is a free app and website that markets sales horses and equine services to your potential customers. I'm also super excited to announce the recent launch of our sister company, Main Street Auctions, where we host an online sport horse auction every other month. So I'd love for you to learn more. Visit the link in the show notes to download the free Main Street Market app today or check out our website at mainstreetmarket.com. And that's M A N E, streetmarket.com. Welcome to the Leadline Podcast, the show where we believe that running your own horse business should feel less like a chore and more like the life you've always dreamed of. Join us as we share valuable advice on how to become more focused, more organized, and more profitable in your horse business. And now, here's your host, Mandy Flanders. Giddy up, equestrian entrepreneurs. Today's episode is all about how you can use AI to take your business to the next level. We all know that running a business in the horse world can be tough, and that's why it's time to harness the power of AI. Whether you're a barn owner, trainer, or tax tack shop owner, AI can help you streamline your operations, improve your customer experience, and ride towards success. But it's not all horsing around. So, settle up and tune into today's episode on using AI for your equestrian business. And who knows, you might just gallop ahead of the competition. Okay, so I have a confession. I did not write that episode overview. You might have been a little bit caught off guard when I said giddy up equestrian entrepreneurs, because that is definitely out of character for me. I do not use the term giddy up in this podcast ever at all. But I wanted to give you a real life example of what kind of content you can get as a result of using ChatGPT in your business. So that's what we're here talking about today is using AI. And my friend Kerry McGregor joins me. And we sat down for a conversation for a little over 30 minutes of how we are both using artificial intelligence in our businesses. So sit back. You don't have to settle up. We're not horsing around here today. But I think you're going to learn a lot about using AI and ChatGPT. So hang on and tune in. All right. I am here with Carrie McGregor. We are going to talk about chat GPT and using AI for business today. This is like a hot topic right now. And I was really excited, Carrie, when you were like, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's jump on the podcast and have a conversation. So I'm excited to chat with you today.
1: Yeah, I am too. I mean, I have to admit that I'm pretty obsessed with chat GPT and AI right now. So I am fully on the bandwagon. So I'm really looking forward to this conversation.
0: Well, just to share a little background for our listeners for how this conversation started and how we got to, you know, recording this episode. A couple of weeks ago, I had to submit a bio for a speaking engagement that I've booked. And it's been a minute since I've updated my bio. I was like, you know what, it's time to freshen this up. I need a fresh bio. It's time. And I sat at my computer and looked at my old bio and kept trying to make updates to it. And I just wasn't happy with how it was turning out. And in the back of my mind, I thought, wait a minute, I've seen some people on Facebook posting about how amazing this thing is that they're all using called ChatGPT. And I said, well, why don't I go see what that is? Because I'm getting increasingly frustrated with how this like writing from scratch thing is going. (laughs) And I I typed it into my web browser, pulled it up. I dropped a couple sentences in and that program wrote the best bio, hands down, that I have ever had for myself (laughs) in a matter of seconds. And from that moment on, I was sold. <laughs> so I was super excited about it. I, I did a big post on my own Facebook about it. And that's where you came in and you commented, Carrie, that you'd been using it too. And just realizing the possibilities with what we can do with ChatGPT and other AI programs that are out there. It's just incredible. So I wanted to just like kind of dig into what uses there are for these kinds of programs now that they're being made available to us.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely with Chat GPT. So I did a little digging before our conversation today just because I wanted to have, you know, some numbers at the ready just to show how explosive this has really been in an extremely short period of time. So ChatGPT, it only launched in November of 2022. So what does that make it? Three months, maybe four months? Yeah, I, I looked it up, too. I saw that. I didn't realize it was so fresh. Very, yeah. And so the beginning of December, they had about a million users. And then by January, that was over a hundred million. Now, I haven't seen any stats as to what it is in February, but the fact that they grew from one million to a hundred million in you know less than two months time. And they're also backed by Microsoft. So Microsoft has invested heavily into them. I think it's a, to the tune of $10 billion that they've invested in them. And so I think definitely chat GPT and competitors to it. So for instance, Google is working on their own version. It's not, as far as I know, it's not launched yet. I think it's called Bard. I know it's definitely here to stay. And like you said, it has so many uses. So I have personally used it to help me craft email subject lines, or I use it to help craft an email that I was sending out to my mailing list. I've used it uh, with, uh, there's a couple of clients who I manage their social media. And so I'll take what I've written for a post, but then I'll run it through ChatGPT and say, rewrite this more succinctly in a fun voice for real estate sales, that type of thing. And then I'll see what it brings back. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't think of that. So, like, okay, copy and paste, and that's perfect. So I can see it being used for so many uses. I mean, I think what it really boils down to is that I think it's a great starting point, right? So I think uh, it helps a lot of us who, you know, you might run into writer's block, or you're not quite sure where to start with something. You're not, you know, really a, a great writer yourself, and. It's almost like having an editor in your pocket and who can help give you ideas on how you can take what you've written and make it that much better. I still think that it does require you to feed it the information. So the example that you gave was perfect, right? So you had your bio, you fed it the information, but the way that you asked for it to use, like take that information and rework it, that's where it works it's magic and then it gives you something back and you're like oh, okay i never thought of phrasing it that way or using that word and i think it can save us it can save us a lot of time
0: it can save us so much time and the interesting part is i mean from the first time i used it i didn't even take the pre-existing bio that i had i'm actually going to read like what i dropped in cuz i've i've pulled it up here so i can read it off i had no idea what i was doing so i just punched in on chat gpt write a biography Mind you, I didn't even know if it could do this. I just was trying it out. So it said, sure, please provide the person's name and some basic information. And so I first dropped my name in and they were like, okay, we need a little bit more. Thought, All right, this is cool. And so eventually my sentence that I had put in there, my complete like information that I dropped into the box was, The name is Mandy Flanders. She has 10 years of experience as an events manager. She's represented brands such as Google, Ralph Lauren, and L.L. Bean. She now creates networking events for equestrian entrepreneurs. She also hosts a show for horse industry professionals on Horse Radio Network called The Leadline Podcast. So like none of that was usable in like a biography sense. Like I couldn't use those sentences together as a biography. It was just the pieces of information that I dropped in there. And it came back. I'm not going to read the whole bio. I will put this in the show notes if people want to see like the whole biography that it plugged out. But I'm just going to read the first paragraph that it gave me, the first of three. And it came back and said, Mandy Flanders is a seasoned events manager with over a decade of experience in the industry. Throughout her career, she has represented some of the world's most well-known brands such as Google, Ralph Lauren and L.L. Bean. Her expertise in event planning and management has led her to create networking events for equestrian entrepreneurs, a unique niche in the industry. And that was just the first paragraph. And that paragraph sounded so great compared to what I dropped in there. I was like, wow, how does it like know that like Google and Ralph Lauren are some of like the world's most well-known brands? So it was really interesting how it added in these descriptive terms. With the information that I gave it and I was blown away. I was like, are you kidding me? After I'd spent an hour trying to update my bio, I was so excited. Like like I was over the moon when this happened.
1: Yeah. and, And the cool thing, too, is that you can then build upon that. Right. So it gives you back what it gave you back. And then you can say, "Okay, now rewrite this for a position that is xyz so you're you're helping to give it more context and parameters and say okay i want to write my bio or my profile for this particular situation and then it'll take that information and then it'll probably give you back a different version that's a little bit tweaked or you can say rewrite this uh, and use a max of you know 500 words for instance and it'll give you back another version. So it's really cool how you can just keep building upon it and just get different versions. And I think that's an important thing to know, too. It's, it's, it's like this whole other industry that's being spawned like, within the past two months called prompt engineering. I don't know whether you've heard this term before, but it's being used with AI and prompt engineering is the process of designing and refining prompts. So you'll get out of, for instance, ChatGPT, what you'll get out is what you feed it. So the better that you can feed it, the better the results will be that will be coming back to you. So if I use an example for myself, so with the social media clients that I've been using it for, and I manage their social media channels on Facebook, on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, Pinterest. Well, all those social channels have a very, I shouldn't say very, but they have a slight different way with how you, the language that you use and how you write things, Twitter being the most obvious because you have that character limitation. So I will start off with Facebook and then I'll get a caption that I can use on Facebook and then I'll say, rewrite this for Instagram or rewrite this for Twitter or rewrite this as a LinkedIn article Or rewrite this as a carousel. And it will take that information and it will give me a different version back. So it's kind of cool how if, if you're very specific and you give it context, you can also say write it in a casual tone or write it in a more formal tone or write in the tone of and say there's a social media influencer that you really like or an author who you like their style you can say write in their tone. An obvious one would be Gary V, right? Write in Gary V's style. And then it will give you back another version that's more in Gary V's style of writing. So it's, it's just so cool. Like how it can just take that information. Like you said, it, it knows through its like deep learning algorithms and then it can give you something back that you can use.
0: And I love that you've mentioned the fact that you can have it rewrite things that you need it to change. Like my bio was three paragraphs. And then the very last paragraph, there was something that I wanted it to tweak a little bit. So I actually plugged in, rewrite the last paragraph. And I didn't know how I wanted to describe the tone at that point. And I also didn't know what it was capable of being my first time using it. But I realized very quickly, you could just prompt it to rewrite a section of what it gave you or maybe write you know, write in the names a little bit different, use certain words a little bit less. And I found that too, now that I've been using it more, like sometimes it overuses words that I don't want, like used as frequently throughout my copy. And I'll plug back in, you know, use this word a little bit less or rephrase this sentence and it'll, it'll regenerate back. And the great part is, is there is like a pro version of chat GPT, which basically gives users like priority in case it's having busy times. There's been a couple instances where I've gone to use it. And it's like, sorry, it's, you know, we're too busy right now. Our users, our, our pro users are utilizing the service or however it comes back. But I've only had that happen a couple of times. And then you just usually typically like refresh the page. And then after a couple of minutes, you can get back in for free. So I don't know what that's going to look like down the road. But right now it doesn't cost anything.
1: You bring up a really good point, because even though it's growing insanely right now, i been using the free version as well. I haven't gone to the paid version because like you said, most times it, it's fine. Like like you said, every now and then I might come back and it can't process your request because the server's too busy. But most times it's okay for me. So I'm good. You know, I'm still learning. I'm still trying things out. So I'll still do the free version. And I highly recommend anybody who's listening to go ahead and check it out. You can sign up for an account for free. Give it a try. Play around with it and see how you like it, because it's only going to get busier and busier and busier. I don't know if they will always offer a free version. If they do, you can bet that you'll get that busy signal more often as it just keeps exploding in growth. So now's a great time to get in, get a free account, and start playing around with it.
0: Yeah, that's so true. There's also other Platforms. I don't know what other platforms you've experienced or experimented with, Carrie. but as I've gotten familiar with ChatGPT over the past couple of weeks, I've realized there's other programs that I want to test out that do have paid plans that might be even better suited for what I'm looking to do with it. There's one platform that I just did a demo of that I heard of at a conference I just went to. It was a podcasting conference, and this service is called CapShow. And CapShow is actually set up to do the copywriting for podcasters specifically, and some of the features are still being rolled out. But one of the things that they're working on introducing this spring is the ability to drop in a podcast audio file, and then it it takes the transcript of that audio. And then it basically generates all of these different pieces of copy that you can use in all of these different spaces. So like the LinkedIn copy, the Instagram copy, blog posts, but it also generates copy that's suitable, not just for like a podcast host, for example, but also the podcast guest if they're going to share the episode. So for me as a podcaster, I'm looking at all of the possibilities, not just using the free version of ChatGPT, but also what is this going to look, look like as other companies like fine tune the use of AI? And there's so many possibilities. And I am a huge advocate of working smarter, not harder, and also in saving money. So in my mind, being able to do all of this in a matter of minutes
1: is just it's mind blowing, but also super exciting. Yeah. And like saving time is saving money. Right. So I think that this type of AI like ChatGPT and the one that you mentioned, it's it'll also help to level the playing field a little bit as well, because, you know, the person who is a one person business right? So with my equestrian media coach stuff, it's just me who's doing that. But with the help of AI, I can get more done because it doesn't take me as long to refine things, come up with ideas. It's interesting, the one that you talked about, because I can see if I was to, you know, do a little bit of predictions, I could see other AI products building in like built-in prompts. Because I think that is probably one of the, I shouldn't say hard, but that's like a learned skill, right? Like to know what to ask for. Whereas if the product already had some built-in prompts that you just had to click on, like the podcast one, right? Because what you Chat ChatGPT could do it too, but you would have to know how to ask for getting that, right? Whereas another product could have that built in. So you just kind of click on the button and you just have to input... Um, whether it's a link. um, That's the other cool thing, too. Going back to ChatGPT is that with um, you could put in like a YouTube link and you could say summarize this YouTube video.
0: Oh, that's one I haven't tried.
1: Yeah. Summarize this YouTube video. Summarize this article. Summarize this book. Like if the book is, of course, the caveat is that if if the book is online, right, because it has to be able to access that information. It has to exist somewhere online first. But you could ask for summaries, you could ask for bullet points, you could say, summarize this in 10 bullet points, that kind of stuff. So like you said, like the possibilities, I think are really limitless.
0: Yeah. And that's why with the other program with CapShow, I love that you can just upload the audio file right to their system because ChatGPT doesn't have, at least that I've seen, the ability to upload my audio and be like, summarize this episode for me. So I do think we'll start to see, we're already seeing that, how it's going to be broken down into different segments and different industries where it's more suited to different types of users versus, you know, chat GPT can be used by anybody. It's not targeted to any one specific audience or user. But then you're right in that you have to be more specific sometimes in the ask and i've learned that you know sometimes i just drop in a prompt to start out with and see what it gives me back cuz i got really lucky with that bio right out of the gate but some of the other things even in having it like i was just working on a new podcast episode the other day and so i went in and i i said write me a blog post about this topic in less than 300 words and i did have to go back in and edit some stuff it tends to use a lot of repeat verbiage sometimes in those types of scenarios so It doesn't quite read in my voice as much as I would like it to, but I do think that that's worth noting. And there's been conversations around using AIs that, you know, is the copy ready to go as soon as it feeds it back to you or does it need a human to edit it? And I think it can go either way, depending on what you've asked it to do and what your voice is. And for me, I prefer to give it my own personal touch once it's given me something to work with.
1: That's actually a really good point. I mean, I always edit what it gives back to me. Sometimes I don't have to edit that much. Sometimes I have to edit a little bit more. I think in terms of it being in your voice, if you already have a lot of your own content online, you can point it towards your content and ask for it to write it in that same voice. But if you don't have a lot of your own content online, so it doesn't really have anything to work with then you would have to either i'd recommend either is there you know somebody who's quite prolific online that is very similar to your style and your voice so you could point it to them or how would you describe your own voice like is it quirky is it fun is it casual you know trying to find those descriptive words to help it and that can help at least have it a little bit more to your voice Another thing I think is worth mentioning too, depending on what you're asking ChatGPT to do, if it has to do with facts, you always want to fact check anyways. Like do not rely 100% on the information that's coming back to you from ChatGPT to be the absolute accurate truth. But that's true with anything, right? Like if you're researching something online, you wouldn't necessarily just go with the first website, right? You would probably want to look at a couple of other sources before you feel, okay, yeah, that's, you know, I I feel comfortable that this is fact. And I think that's true also for ChatGPT, that you'd also want to fact check as well, depending on what it is that you're asking it.
0: Yeah, I have heard that from some other people that have used it too, is that it can be a little bit biased and I don't know in what direction it is biased because I've not used it in that capacity at all. For me, it's been, you know, writing social media prompts and writing blog posts and maybe writing titles or bios as, as I started out with. You know, I guess another part of this conversation is people are like, you know, this this is a little scary. Our robot's going to take over the world. And we're seeing how they're, you know, asking questions of the AI, like, you know, are, do you want to be a human? And they're posting these screenshots of their answers and you know frankly, I'm just interested in using it for business. I don't really care what the robots are gonna do in their own time <laughs> so, but it's it's been funny seeing the conversations floating around there. Have you seen some of those popping up too?
1: I have actually a bit. I mean, it's funny because I'm like totally gung-ho on this and my husband not so much, but like he's a techie person too, right. And I know that some people are concerned that well, is this gonna replace jobs, right? and is this gonna mean that? copywriters are out of work for instance if we look at that obvious one right because chat gpt is text-based and i would say no because you still need to give it quality information in order to get quality back and you still need to do some editing so there i think there are always there always be like a human element to it or a human involvement so i'm not quite in the boat of the Skynet Terminator group. <laughs> yeah, <anyways. laughs> me either. <laughs> <laughs> like you, I'm mainly using it for copywriting purposes, coming up with ideas. How do I take this? And could you write me a Pinterest headline, a catchy Pinterest headline with this or a YouTube title or uh, give me ideas on, you know, five blog article headlines? based on this topic the other you're talking about other um, ai programs i don't know if you've heard of mid-journey
0: no i haven't heard of that one
1: mid Journey is another hugely popular one and that is visual so that is actually creating images for you so you feed it prompts to create an image and the images that it's coming back with are just unbelievable i mean it is its it is very reliant on you being able to feed it really good prompts like such as a horse running on a beach at dusk in the style of magritte is the only artist that's coming to my mind right now like <laughs> y- you have to be still very specific and it's the same thing where you can build upon it so then it will it will generate two or three images and then you can say take the last image and do X, Y, Z to it, and then it'll generate another version of it. And you can just keep building and building and building until you get this final image that you like. And so mid-journey is strictly to do with images, whereas ChatGPT is strictly words. See, somebody approached me at this same podcasting
0: conference that I mentioned I went to back in January. And one of the first people that I met actually walked up to me and said, Hey, have you seen AI art before? And I was like, (laughs) no, <laughs> I had no idea what he was talking about. And so he asked me a couple questions about, like, what kind of art I would use for my podcast and for my audience. And I described a couple things about the lead line, and he ended up like printing one out on the spot, just this like horse image. And because you know people that aren't into horses, they don't quite like understand the different parts of the horse industry. So it was just a very generic like horse photo <laughs> from this guy that was very techie and not a horse guy at all, but it was just like, honestly, I can't even quite wrap my mind around it. The fact that now we're not just doing AI, you know, text and copywriting, but also art. I'm like,
1: how is this?
0: I I don't know. I just haven't even quite like grasped the gravity of like what we're working with now, but it's super exciting.
1: It is. Yeah. Yeah. You should actually, when, you know, in all your free time, if you go on Twitter, for instance, And you just do like hashtag mid-journey and you see some of the art that's being created, it will completely blow your mind. It's just incredible. And people are using it for like posters or in slide decks that they're doing for presentations or, uh, you know, on their website. Some of them are using them as imagery for their social media posts as well. Like it's just incredible. what's being created. But I have to say that my prompts when I tried at Midjourney sucked. <laughs> <laughs> because, like I didn't really know like how to to speak like in, in an artistic way, like using, you know, visual artistic words or descriptors. So when I got back, it was pretty basic because what I was asking was pretty basic. Like a horse. I think I said a horse galloping on a beach at moonlight in purple or something like that, right? And it was, I mean, it was kind of cool, but it was pretty basic when I got back.
0: (laughs) So what we need to do is have chat GPT write us the prompt for mid journey (laughs) so that we get better art.
1: (laughs) That's true. That's a good idea. That would actually probably work out perfectly. (laughs) We need to
0: experiment with this and drop some like examples in the show notes when I put the blog post up for this episode, because I think this would be really cool to see like what we put in and then what we get back just to give people some ideas of what's even possible. So is MidJourney free to use or do you need a paid account to get in?
1: Yeah, MidJourney, they have it kind of locked down a little bit more. So I think it's the first 20 or 25 images that are free. And then they have like a payment structure after that. So I think I maybe used up. 10 images when I was woefully trying to get a cool picture of a horse galloping on the beach in the moonlight. But yeah, so there is a free version to to try it out, but not quite as nice as ChatGPT, which right now it can always be free, right? It's just you might run into busy times where you get, you know, kind of locked out.
0: Right. Yeah. To be honest, I think that I am more likely to use Chat GPT and other copywriting AI services more than the AI art right now, just because I mean, I'm, I'm in my Canva bubble over here. And I know you are too, like we like Canva for our social graphics. And I don't know if I'm ready for that right now. (laughs) I think that might take a little more for me to move over in that direction. Whereas the copywriting, I'm,
1: I'm all over that. And I think like the, the AI art, I think those who are already artists or have, you know, that artistic connection will find it easier because the words will come easier to them for me it doesn't like it's easier for me with the copywriting because those words come easier for me and using those kind descriptors versus trying to figure out you know those artistic words to use for the illustrations
0: yeah have you used chat gpt at all to generate any kind of like hashtags or anything for your posts i'm just curious I
1: haven't, but the tool that I use for hashtags, hashtag slayer.com, he actually just recently, I think he just launched it about three weeks ago, he actually built an AI version of it so that when you go into hashtag slayer, you'll see like a button and it'll ask you if you want to use AI generated hashtags. And what you do is you put in your caption and then you click the button and then it chugs away and then it comes back with AI generated hashtags that you can use. So I have tried that out. I know that with ChatGPT, when I have asked for, you know, rewrite this as an Instagram caption, it will include a few hashtags in there. I have found it not to be. I mean, the thing with hashtags is that there's so much other kind of parameters of what's a good hashtag for you and what isn't. So for instance, what's a good hashtag for me may not be what's a good hashtag for you depending on the engagement of our account and all that kind of stuff. And ChatGPT doesn't know that, right? Because it doesn't know my my Instagram account. So I haven't really found it to be that helpful. But if it's somebody who's you know struggling to come up with any keywords, then some is better than none, right? And what it seems to be picking up on is the words that are used in your caption. Now, what it wouldn't know is the visual that you're using to accompany that caption. Because when it comes, without getting into a whole hashtag discussion, hashtags really work best when they're aligned with the content in your caption. So there's similar keywords. So for instance, if you have the word dressage that's being used in your caption, Then you'd want to have some keywords that have the word dressage incorporated in those keywords uh, and the um, in the hashtags and the same for the image if it's a dressage horse that's the image that you're using or video that you're using all those kind of work in conjunction chat GPT wouldn't know what visual that you're using. I
0: think there's a lot about it that I still have yet to learn. I just got so excited and jumped in to use it for my content that I'm like, I don't know where this came from. I don't know who made it. I don't really know anything. I just know that it's doing something great for me. And that's all that matters.
1: (laughs) Yeah, actually, I wanted to give an example, like before we we wrap up the conversation, just to, you know, get people thinking about how they can sort of play around with it and, and how to create those prompts that prompt engineering so like i said the clearer that you can be with your prompt the better the information that you can get back and so for instance i did one just before we hopped on on this chat and i gave it i first started with a command and i said create 10 content ideas based on best practices for horse clipping and write it in a fun tone so i gave it a command I gave it some information and then I asked for a certain tone of voice to be used. And it was so cool because chugged away and it came back with, sure, here are 10 content ideas. And I won't read through all 10, but the titles were The Ultimate Guide to Horse Clipping from Tangles to Trims, the, From a Shaggy Mess to Show Ready, How to Clip Your Horse for Performance, Clip it good. Tools and techniques, <laughs> techniques for horse clipping success.
0: I like how you're reading them. You're reading them in the fun tone too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a cut above the rest, going against the grain, mastering the art of clipping in different directions. <laughs> like, oh my god, this is great! And then, even though I didn't ask for it, it said, "Now here's a sample article to show you what it might look like." And then it basically wrote a blog post based on. Clip it good tools and techniques for horse clipping success and then gave a little intro paragraph and then gave six tips. I'm like, oh, my God. And that took all of, I don't know, a minute.
0: (laughs) I just think of all of the times that I sat here behind my laptop frustrated that I couldn't come up with a name for something or a blog post idea. It's is a game changer. I can't even say it enough. It's really a game changer. It's gonna save so much time. It's already saving people so much time. And I do think this is going to shift how people who do copywriting professionally are, you know, maybe offering their services moving forward. But it's not going to take copywriting away. It still needs some fine tuning. But I, I think this is like the coolest idea generator that I've ever seen. Hands down.
1: You Said it perfectly with like podcast titles. I mean, you could have a great piece of content, whether it is a blog post or a podcast or a YouTube video or an Instagram post. But if your hook or title sucks, you kind of work an uphill, right? So if you could take the content that you wrote and then ask Chat GPT, give me five eye catching titles based on And then you give it the content and then it might come up with something. You're like, wow, I never thought of phrasing it that way. That's perfect. I'm going to use it. And then you might get more eyeballs on your content or more listeners to your podcast. And you just keep building on that.
0: Well, speaking of you know, I think I'm going to use chat GPT to handle all of my copy and my titling for this episode. So that is perfect. I think it's going to fit in <laughs> quite nicely and tie everything in. I've already been using it for episodes with a lot of, um, with, well, with some tweaking, I should say. But I'm definitely going to use it for this episode because I want to show people like what what it's capable of and how it's going to work in a real life setting. So the title will be done by Chat GPT. I'll use it for the blog posts and the show notes too that are going to go on the podcast player. So Carrie, this has been great. I like I feel like we could have kept talking about this and about ideas forever, but I think this is a really good foundation for people that are looking to use. AI for improving how they run their business and especially for people that you know don't have the funds to outsource copywriting and needed a little help in that arena this is again game changer it's going to change everything so I highly advise people to go check it out Um, just type chat GPT into Google and it'll bring up the website for you and give it a shot
1: well this has been fun nerding out on all things AI and, and everything else so thank you yeah thanks for being here Carrie.
0: Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you're a horse business owner or equestrian professional, I invite you to continue the conversation by joining our free email club. The Leadline Email Club is a great way to be first in line for new episode notifications, upcoming networking event alerts, and exclusive subscriber content. You can become a member for free today by visiting theleadlinepodcast.com slash email club. That's the slash email club to receive exclusive horse business content. I'm Mandy, and I'll see you next time.